Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 761. If you'd like to have a copy of a share, I'll tell you how at the end of the program. Just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including the postage and handling. Uh, you know, the Bible states, as a matter of fact, as the Apostle John stated, quote, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. Because, you know, the world's already condemned. But that the uh, world through Christ, in other words, through the word, by keeping the word, by receiving the word into your heart, might be saved. Uh, so many people uh, take this scripture and say, oh, thank God, God does not condemn us. The Apostle John stated, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn it, uh, the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Okay, so in other words, Christ came as the word of God, that the world through him, uh, in other words, him, Christ him is the word of God and through his instruction to not sin any longer that the world might be saved. But they're just uh, unsaved people are taking that, oh, thank God, we're not uh, condemned. God didn't come into the world uh, to condemn it. All right, yeah, yes, you already are condemned. There has to be a change in you now, and that is you have to receive the word of God, or Christ is the word of God, so that you can be saved. What does it mean to uh, receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior so that you can be saved? Well, you ask him into your heart and he comes into your heart. That's John 3.17. And um, then there's no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. No condemnation. That should be a very satisfying thing. Uh, the, uh, the Apostle Paul says that. He says, there is therefore now no condemnation to those, but only to those who are in Christ Jesus. That's Romans 8.1. Well, um, if you're in Christ, of course, you're in the vessel that never sins anymore. You, uh, all your sins are uh, taken away. And uh, you're not condemned. In chapter 7 of Romans, just before, the last verse in chapter 7 of Romans, just before you get to chapter 8, verse 1, he says, Who is able to deliver me from this death, this wretched uh, uh, condemnation? I'm condemned. And he says, I thank God. I thank Christ, God for Christ Jesus. So when we're in him, we're like in, um, it's like you were in, uh, uh, during World War II, they had air raid uh, shelters. Uh, or if you're in a tornado shelter down deep in the earth, there's no more the debris that can hit you, or you can't get uh, killed. Well, it's the same, uh, it's even more so in Christ. When you're in Christ, uh, there's... Um, that means you're, he's in you and you're in him. There's no more condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Uh, chapter Romans chapter 8 verse 1. 
there is no greater inner uh, satisfaction than in knowing that Christ doesn't condemn you when you're in Christ. What is it? That you're keeping all his commandments and that you're not sinning anymore. If you are in Christ, you can't sin anymore because Christ can't sin. Now, this is a spiritual matter. Christ must enter into your body. And when he does, you have the power of Christ in you with his Father by the Spirit so that you're not going to sin anymore. But the, you just take that, well, I go to church and I'm um, trusting in Jesus. There's no greater inner satisfaction for me uh, in knowing that Christ doesn't condemn you. No, because Christ doesn't condemn himself. If you're in Christ, then you're in Christ. You're a member of his body. Uh, he said he's the vine and we are the branches. Not unsaved people that still sin, but those that have forsaken sin, utterly forsaken it, and are walking in Christ. So that's an important thing to, to know. Uh, the greatest satisfaction of all in this entire world is knowing uh, that one day the Lord Jesus Christ will make a complete, total, and utter end of sin. Well, that happens when you come into Christ. You don't sin anymore. This is why I'm reading some false doctrine here, where it says that the Lord, that you, uh, one of these days, he's going to put an end to sin. When the kingdom of heaven enters you and the kingdom of heaven comes without observation, you no longer sin because you're in the spiritual realm and the spirit is more powerful than your flesh. And your flesh uh, is not bothered with uh, temptation any longer. If And the Lord tells you how to stop being tempted. That's to flee from the very appearance of evil. So Jesus will return sickness, uh, suffering. He's, uh, he returns in us. And death will be um, sorrow. It won't be any more disease, disaster, and all these different things like death will be over with. Worry, want, and war will be forever gone. Actually, the Lord banishes all these things, and God will wipe away every tear from the eyes of those of us that have uh, taken up the cross and followed the Lord. There shall be no more death. Uh, but if people have not repented, and if they're still sinning, or if they've repented and then they went back into sin, the Bible plainly states that you um, will be condemned. So uh, that's the, the sorrow that a lot of people feel and they uh, are crying about. There's a woman I know that uh, sinned. She was married. She went out, committed adultery, and had a baby and had sex with several different men. And she's worried. Somebody sent me a letter saying, you have... Um, you can condemn people. I don't condemn them. The word of God saves their soul if they keep his word. But if they don't, then the word does condemn you. Actually, it's a double-edged sword. And those of us that keep the commandments, for us and us only, there shall be no more pain. For the former things have uh, passed away in Christ. That's Revelation 21, verse 4. 
But in the last chapter of the book of Revelation, they tell us that all the these people that commit sin, they uh, don't repent and they, they don't use the power of God to um, continue not sinning. They don't use the word of God. It shows that they are condemned. Now for you to have peace of mind and to be free from sickness, disease, infirmities, and all these things, you must be born again. You must keep the commandments of the Lord. All right, well, I have, uh, we're still, I'm still continuing in the book of Revelation. And I'm still in the fourth chapter. And we have letters. But right now, let's pray. Father, anoint this service. Continue anointing me, Lord, uh, that the souls in the world can receive the truth of the word of God. There's so many people that are preaching that all you have to do is say the sinner's prayer and you don't have to worry about being condemned anymore. If we say the sinner's prayer, Father, and we do, and uh, you, I'd love you to show them in this uh, message that a Christianity is a continuous thing. It's a new way of life. It's living in the spirit. And in the spirit, those that walk in the spirit, there's no condemnation to those. For there's no condemnation to those that walk no longer under the flesh, that no longer sin. That's what that means, and no longer sin, but to those that are spiritual, that walk not after the flesh, but after the Holy Spirit, after the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Lord, uh, I pray that you'll hone on whatever it is that you want to say in this message. Uh, Lord God, say it through me. Use me in Jesus' name. And uh, Lord, I pray that you bind the devil during this message. Bind him, rebuke him, and open uh, the channels, all the channels of heaven, and pour out on me in Jesus' mighty name that souls might be saved in the church, edified in Jesus, and strengthened in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, here I am. I believe I'm with the Stamps Quartet on this one. Uh, uh, it's Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. What a joy to find Being on the everlasting arm What a blessedness What a peace is mine Leading on the everlasting arm I'm leading Forever leading But one safe and secure From all along I'm leading I'm always leading Oh yes I'm leading Everlasting arms Oh, how sweet to walk In this pilgrim way Leaning on the everlasting arms Oh, how bright the path Grows from day to day Leaning on the everlasting arms I'm leading Forever leading on The and secure From all along I'm leaning, I'm always leaning, oh yes 
I'm leaving on the everlasting arms. What have I to dread? What have I to fear? Leaning on the everlasting arms. I have blessed peace with my Lord so dear. Leaning on the everlasting arms. I'm leaving forever. That's why I'm saying thanks to your Brahma I'm leaning, I'm always leaning Oh yes, I'm leaning on the everlasting arm I'm leaning, forever leaning That's why I'm saying thanks to your Brahma I'm leaning, I'm always leaning Oh, yes, I'm leaning on the everlasting arm. Yes, amen. When you're leaning on the everlasting arm, when you're allowing Christ to live in you, and you're relying strictly on him to live out his life in and through you, well, then you are not uh, at all condemned. There's no condemnation to those that live not after the flesh. They don't live but after the Spirit. If you're living after the Word of God, that means you're not sinning anymore because the Word of God condemns sin. And uh, you're not to sin any longer. And you hear all these false preachers and teachers that say, uh, well, no one's perfect, but uh, that is a lie out of the pit of hell. Everyone has to be perfect in order to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And how can we be perfect? Walking in the spirit. It's the same thing. Walking in the spirit is the spirit of perfection. If you're in the spirit, you cannot uh, be condemned. All right, now verse 9 in chapter 4 of Revelation. And when those beasts... Give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne who liveth forever and ever. Okay, he that sits on the throne, we have to be in him if we want to live forever and ever. Now, don't think that there's no condemn, because if you're still of the world, the world is condemned. If you're still of the world, the world is condemned. If you're still sinning, you're condemned. The Lord didn't come into the world to condemn the world. For God's sake, it was already condemned. That's why he came into the world, to give you an opportunity to be living in and through him. Don't let anybody tell you that you can just uh, live forever if you're not busy living in the Spirit. And if you're living in the Spirit, the Spirit is telling you what to do on a daily basis, and uh, you're doing it because you want to uh, be in heaven. You don't want to be condemned into hell forever. Now, it's uh, such a dreadful place, hell is, that the Lord uh, had to come into the world, God himself in the flesh, to die, shed his blood, so that the blood could take away your sins and my sins. And then keep the Spirit of God, Christ with the uh, Father by the Spirit, enters into you, because Christ is the life-giving Spirit, and gives you the power to not sin anymore. It's a spiritual thing. If you just look at it this way, uh, God said that he, everything in the universe was created by his spirit, his word. His word is spirit and life. And so if he created everything with the unseen spirit of God, 
well, then certainly the spirit is strong and more and powerful enough to keep you standing in these last days. This is true doctrine. This is the real doctrine. Anything outside of this is condemned. The world is condemned. Now, the father did not send his son into the world to condemn it because it was already condemned. He came here to show you how to be saved. And he tells you in uh, chapter 8, verse 1 of Romans, that there's no condemnation uh, to those that come out of the world, come out of the flesh, that don't walk any longer in the world or in the flesh, but they come out of the world, out of the flesh, to be live in the spirit. Therefore, there is no condemnation to those that walk not in the world anymore, not walk as the world does or as the um, uh, flesh does, but they are those that come to the Lord to receive the Spirit so they have eternal life. And they have power over the world. Power of sin, power over sin, Satan, the world, uh, the flesh, death, hell, and the grave. You're raised from there, so then you're not condemned. And then you have peace of mind knowing you're not uh, going to hell, that you're walking in the Spirit, that you're saved. Okay, it isn't that easy to say, well, I know that the Lord has said, doesn't condemn anybody. You're crazy if you think that. The world is condemned by him, and that's why he came in to save your soul, to die, uh, to show you how terrible uh, hell is. Now, if hell weren't that bad, do you think to, what purpose would it be for Christ to have come into the world? This is God in the flesh came into the world to show you that hell is so bad that he allowed his, and sin is so bad that he allowed himself to be slaughtered so that you don't have to go there if you receive his terms. He has terms, rules, and regulations. I was in the U.S. Navy. Man, they had rules and regulations over there that you can't believe. The Lord, don't think that the Lord is going to let you into the kingdom of heaven. You have to be in the spirit. That's his rule. That's his regulation. You uh, walk no longer after the flesh, no longer after the world, no longer after sin or Satan. All these have to be abolished in order for you to be perfect. And, uh, you know, Charles Stanley and uh, weasels like this say that you know, no one is perfect and no one can be. That man is a bald-faced liar. And, uh, you know, you say, well, you are bad. You know, if you can't say something good about somebody, then don't say anything at all. That man is trying to destroy your soul by telling you false things. And uh, also this... Um, False doctrine, this uh, is saying the same thing. This man that wrote these different books. Um, let's see, let me get his name here again so you don't follow him. Because he's an out, uh, bald-faced liar as well. I'm trying to get his name is uh, Mark uh, Finley. Don't read his garbage. <laughs> it's, it's, he just lets it, invites everybody to heaven. No, no, you can still sin. You can still do the things that are con uh, that condemn you, that continue to have you condemned. Now, right now you're condemned unless you're born again of the Spirit. Like the Lord says, the world is already condemned. He came into the world that people might re uh, receive his terms and be saved. All right, so I'm going to get into the word here. Uh, 
some more. I read verse 9. And when those beasts gave glory and honor and thanks to him. Do you give glory and honor and thanks to the Lord? Well, don't expect to go to the kingdom of heaven if you don't. This is God, man, man. Of course, you have to give glory to him. You have to give honor and thanks to him. Uh, glory, honor, and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who's still sitting there, who lives forever and ever. Man, I didn't realize there was anything in the universe or anybody in the universe that could cause you to live forever and ever in paradise and not have to pay bills anymore, not have to worry about anyone foreclosing on your home, not to worry about, have to worry about uh, any disasters, not to have to worry about any uh, tsunamis, earthquakes, uh, fires, floods, all your precious things that you saved all your life burned up or flooded out, uh, or that's any disease, nothing like that in heaven. But so this world is condemned. There's all kinds of catastrophes going on from left to right, uh, you know, all around the world, everywhere. All right, uh, so tornadoes, you live on Tornado Alley. You don't even have to anymore. The Bible says that earthquakes are happening and divers all different places and the same thing with tornadoes. Who ever heard of tornadoes hitting in Los Angeles? Well, I used to eat at a place called, um, I can't even remember the name, it's on the beach, or oh, Jack's on the beach, I used to eat there, they had real good fish, alright, so, uh, tornado came and tore it to pieces, tore the dock down and everything, man, I couldn't believe it, uh, but it happened, and it's happening everywhere, folks, um, but God, uh, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, lived forever and ever, and we have to be in them because they're the forever capsule we have to be in the forever capsule to live forever if you live outside of the forever and ever capsule then you're condemned don't you get it hopefully you do i pray that you do that's what i do is i uh, the lord told me to lead people teach them the word teach them what the word means so we have to be busy about our father's business. Jesus even said that when he was a little boy. Oh, you're not busy with the Lord's business. Well, no, I'm just too busy with today's problems. No, uh, you're too, if you're too busy for the Lord, brother or sister, you're too busy. Uh, you have to be involved with him on a daily basis in the forever and ever and ever capsule. Uh, you're in Christ. You're in God, you're in the Holy Spirit. Because why? Because there's no condemnation to those that live in the Holy Spirit and forsake the flesh and forsake sin, Satan, the world, death, hell, and the grave. Amen? Amen. Well, there you go. Now, verse 10. The four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne. And worship him that liveth forever and ever. Well, but if uh, the Bible says that if we're in God, then we are the fullness of God. 
And if we're the fullness of God, then we live forever and ever as well. And everything in heaven that is uh, that God made, and he made us part of him, well, they give glory to God. And the angels give glory to God. The, the um, angels, uh, they don't envy us, but they certainly respect us very much because we are in the flesh, and that's uh, a rough thing. Uh, we need help. We need Jesus. We need the Father. We need God Almighty, the, the forever and forever God, the forever and the forever Christ, the forever and the forever Spirit to be in us so we can be lifted above all the uh, weak and beggarly things of this earth. Well, what is weak and beggarly? Your flesh and my flesh. So we need to have something living inside of us that uh, mortifies or deadens the flesh to make it to where we don't, we're not tempted uh, that much. Now, we're going to be tempted, but the Lord gives us instructions when we're tempted. He says, flee from the very appearance of evil. And to, uh, you say, well, you it's easy for you because you're legally blind, Tony. And on top of that, uh, you are confined into reading, praying, and uh, also doing messages, and you're busy about the Lord's business. Yes, and that's the way you will be if you're going to be in the forever and the forever God, in the forever and ever Jesus, in the forever and ever Holy Spirit. Well, we don't like you saying that all the time. Well, maybe you'd like to listen to ba 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 and ba 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 and ba ba. I don't like the ba 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 and ba ba. Everybody knows that ba 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 ba. Okay, you like listening to that because it's in a meter. One and a two and a three and a four. Well, this is I'm not doing it that much. I'm telling you. Something that's far more important than Barbara Ann. Okay, the four and twenty elders fall down before him and sat him to him that sat on the throne. And they worshipped him and that lives forever and ever and ever. And they cast their crowns, these uh, guys that were on earth, and they got crowns by doing the work of the Lord, by letting the Lord live in them and work in them and speak in them and preach in them and teach in them and prophesy in them and do the them things that them people in heaven did in order to be there. In other words, there's something that isn't that easy. There's no free lunch you got to do something. The Lord makes that very clear. He talks about the ten foolish virgins. Uh, the, the, he talks about ten virgins. Five were foolish, and the other five were very smart. Five of them, uh, they were saved. Uh, they didn't keep the lamp going. They didn't keep the spirit in them. They didn't keep doing the work. They didn't do any work. And the Bible says that we are going to be judged by our works, whether we did works or not.
and the other uh, five did works. The other didn't work. The ones that did work got to go to heaven. Well, comes the night of the Lord's coming, and uh, the five foolish ones came to the five wise virgins and said, Look, loan us some of your spirit. Uh, loan us some of the oil, the spirit of God that's in you. Absolutely not. Do you think you lazy bums that have been just uh, lagging around for all these years that I'm going to give you my salvation? Uh-uh. My salvation was too precious for me to sell down through the years, and I didn't sell it. And so I, um, I'm going to heaven. Well, the Lord comes and the five foolish virgins, they were once saved, but they're not always saved, like the Baptists say and the Catholics and all these uh, false religions. But they're lost. They, oh, they say they almost made it. Why didn't you impress me, Lord? I do impress you in the word of God, the Lord would say to them, because it's in my word. But you didn't read it. You didn't uh, reprove yourself with my word. The reproof of the word of the Lord is the way of life. When you reprove yourself over and over again, and don't ever forget the pit that you were dug out of, and don't ever forget how you were saved, and how you at first were full of zeal, and uh, you were red hot, now you turn lukewarm, and so the Lord is not taking you with him into heaven. They worship them. And these uh, uh, 24 elders, uh, they worship Jesus, or the living God, which uh, is the same, that liveth forever and ever, and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Lord, we were in the world, we were walking in the spirit, but it was you that held us up. It was you that were winning the souls. It was you that was talking through us. It was you that told us to feed the poor, uh, the hungry, and to uh, give drink unto those that are thirsty, and to clothe those that are naked, and to preach the word of God to them, lead, guide, and direct them on a daily basis so that people will know that there's somebody on this earth that's keeping the commandments of the Lord and that we have to do the same thing. Must Jesus bear the cross alone? Must Tony bear the cross alone? No, there's a cross for everyone. And there's a cross for you, feller, or young lady, or old man or old lady. Because Christ, God, is worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. Well, it's you, Lord, that well, is the one that talked in me, lived in me, did these things in me, and therefore you deserve. I don't deserve this crown. I throw it at your feet, Lord. Here, it's yours because you're the one that need, needs to. You're worthy to receive the glory and the honor and the power for Thou hast created all things, everything in the universe. Who do you think you are that you don't have to do something? You created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Now, the Bible also tells us that Jesus created everything because he's the word of God. He created all things, and all things were created for him and by him.
So, of course, we give honor and glory to him. And how do we do that? By living in him and him living in us with the Father by the Spirit. Now, verse uh, chapter 5. Uh, and I saw, this is chapter 5 of Revelation, and I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne, of course, that lives forever and ever, a book written within and on the back side, sealed with seven seals. Verse 2, and I saw a strong angel proclaiming uh, with a loud voice. You know, when you ever see that a, uh, a, a hush hush church that doesn't, uh, you tell that and say it loud over the housetops. Well, then you know you're not in the right church because there's a racket here. Saying with a loud voice, when the Lord says love, man, <laughs> it's loud. Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? Now, this is the one that David Koresh said he wanted to explain all this to people uh, before he comes out and surrenders himself. Well, <laughs> it's so easy to... Um, to uh, tell what this is, it's just written. It's a simple thing. He shouldn't have taken so long. But every time he tried to get out of there, these filthy beasts, these people posing as federal government agents but are really Roman canon law agents, they'd shoot him. So the, I was in prison on false charges, uh, a stupid IRS charge. I didn't know a penny, and they said I did. And they got all kinds of people to betray me, but uh, those people, I ran into them in prison, and they said, Corey's tried to give himself up. This is just the beast one. He's just a Seventh-day Adventist, an offshoot of it. And he tried to give himself up, and they weren't doing anything wrong. Everybody knows that by now. Just look on my website. I have a video of it where it shows the federal, supposed to be federal government agents shooting their own men and blaming it on Corey. All right. So, and to lose the seals of these, uh, there, uh, verse three, and no man, no man in heaven, nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book of the seven seals, neither to look thereon. Now, this is no mystery to us, those of us that uh, live in the in the spirit of the Lord. Verse 4, And I wept much, John said, the apostle John, because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book. Neither to look thereon. Well, before you're saved, you say, who cares what's on the book? That doesn't make either. But the Apostle John was in the spirit and he wanted to know everything that the Lord knows. And the Lord knows a lot. Amen? Amen. And if you're not curious as to what's in the book, well, he was so curious that uh, he was weeping because no one was able to do that. Verse 5. And one of the elders saith um, unto me, Wait not, 
Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, or the lion of the tribe of Judah, of course, is Jesus. The root of David, of course, that's Jesus, has prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. Well, there's only, there's nothing like, there's no one like Jesus. Jesus, all power in heaven and on earth belongs to him. doesn't belong to anybody else. You may think the Pope is power. He's done nothing. You notice uh, the Pope's die. <laughs> he hasn't got the power over death. He doesn't have the power to live forever and ever. He died. He's not God. He's a little pink uh, man. Couldn't even lift his head up. He was looking constantly down at the ground or at his shoes, whatever he was looking at. So uh, the Lord has prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. Verse 6, And I beheld and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain. Okay, now I said that Jesus is sitting in the throne, and right here it says that he's standing in the midst of the throne, right in the middle of the throne. So that's where he is, folks, amen? amen. He's in the middle of the throne. And he's in the middle of everything, except the devil and hell. So I beheld him low in the middle of the throne and of the four beasts, in the middle of the four beasts, and in the middle of the elders stood a lamb. Well, the lamb of God is Christ, amen? amen. And that's why in the first chapter, his hair is white like wool, because it's like unto the lamb of God. The lamb of God has white wool uh, in that particular vision. In other visions, his hair is black. Because he's a Jew. He's not a real lamb, but he's the lamb of all lambs because he's the one that was slaughtered so that we could have an opportunity to be saved. But the opportunity vanishes if you refuse to do, uh, to be saved. You must come to the Lord. There's salvation only in one person. There's power in only one person. And he has the power to give you life if you do what he says. You are my friend, he said, if you do everything I tell you. Amen? Amen. Okay? A person that says that they love me and keep not my commandments are liars, and the truth is not in them. That's what this lamb says. Now, he, uh, when he was here on earth, he was slaughtered like a lamb from before the foundation of the world for our sakes. But when he ascended out of uh, hell, death, in the grave, and then he ascended into the kingdom of heaven. Now, he's not the little lamb any longer that's going to die again. For he said, I was uh, alive and I was dead, and I'm alive now forevermore. I'm not coming back to die for anybody again. You have to have faith to believe in the things that I say here. Otherwise, there's no hope for you at all. So in the midst of all these different things in heaven, right in the middle of heaven is the Lamb of God, as it had been slain, having seven horns. 
Hmm, seven horns. That's the seven spirits of God. Amen. Amen. And so we know that the uh, there's a, the same amount of evil spirits in Satan. Okay, he has seven horns. This is a demonic thing. He's uh, got uh, hell, hellfire. He's got uh, he's a liar. He's a uh, he's the cause of every abomination. He's the dragon. He's all those different things. Seven horns. And this is, the Lord has seven horns too. Everything that the Lord has, Satan tries to imitate, but it doesn't work for him. And seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. The spirit of God sees everything. I mean, that he's just combing the earth. He sees everything in you and on you and through you. And he knows what you're thinking. He knows what's up your sleeve. He knows everything. So these seven spirits are sent forth up into all the earth. Those flying saucers that people are seeing. The devil has an invitation for those these kooky looking people. These are not kooky beings. These are spiritual beings. We learn that from the Lord that are surveying the earth just before Christ comes back to earth again. Just before God Almighty comes back to earth to take vengeance. Well, uh, on those that wanted to remain condemned. Now, it's like here is a hundred dollar bill. Here is a million dollars. Come and get it. Nobody wants to come and get it. They don't believe that it's there. But the ones that come to get it, it's theirs. This is far more important than a million dollars or a hundred million or billions or trillions. This is life eternal. So into all the earth, these seven spirits are sent forth. So there's this book. The seven seals, verse seven. And he came and took the book, this Lamb of God, Jesus, out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. Well, there's God, and then there's the Son of Man, who is also the Son of God. So he goes to God and takes this uh, book. Verse eight. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, before Jesus, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of the odors, which are the prayers of saints. In other words, our prayers, when we are really penetrating up into the throne of God, are saved in vials. And that's how God knows whether you're praying or not. You can't deceive the Lord. You can't shuck the Lord, don't you know? Okay, verse 9. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us, those of us that received your redemption, 
You've redeemed us to God. You've reconciled us to God. We now are members of God's body. We're the fullness of God now because uh, our bodies are the temple of God. So when he's living in us and we let him live on us, then we're the fullness of God. He fills us up and uh, we are able to, it's a place for him to live in us on earth. And now he gives us a place to live in heaven forevermore. So he's reconciled us to God by thy blood, by your blood, Jesus, that you shed on earth. We're now uh, the fullness of God out of every kindred and tongue and people and our nation. So the God is no respecter of person. Anybody that will let him live in them, whether you're red, black, white, uh, yellow, red, or green, whatever you are, uh, you're one of the many kindreds and tongues and people and a nation that uh, the Lord has redeemed by you choosing him. It's your choice. You have to make a decision. You have to uh, ask him to come into you, and then you have to start uh, following him, his uh, way of life, the Jesus way of life. Verse 10. And has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Well, that's what I'm doing. I'm reigning. I'm telling you what you are going to do, or else you're going to hell in the lake of fire. Now, I'm telling you whether they kill me or not. I've told you. And I'm reigning on earth right now, and many others are as well that are preaching the truth, but there's a lot of them that are preaching fallacy. Why? To get money. They love to tell you false things. Verse 11, And I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, many angels and the beasts and the elders and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. In other words, there's so many, nobody could count them. Amen. Amen. Thousands and thousands, 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands and thousands more. More than the sand of the sea, uncountable, in other words. Verse 12, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power. So he was, he has all the power in the world and heaven and earth and riches and he owns everything. And we do with him too, as long as we're in him and wisdom, all the wisdom and knowledge and, uh, power of God is in Christ and strength and honor and glory and blessing isn't that something he gets all this because he never said god hates sin and if you love sin you are hated you're going to spend eternity in hell and you're going to be crying out and god's going to laugh at you while you're going into the pit you filthy cormorant bitter nor bat and every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea. They're going to worship the Lord 
because he's the only one worthy of being worshipped. It's some Mickey Mouse religions say that Mohammed or one of these uh, false Buddha and those people, uh, they have no honor whatsoever. They're nothings. And all that are in them heard I, John, sang blessing and honor and glory and power. Why blessing? Because he did it, folks. He provided it for us. Nobody else did. Nobody ever will. And honor. And those of us that are telling you these things, these are double honor because we're telling you about how you're supposed to bless the Lord and honor him and glory him. Uh, glory, give glory to him and power is unto him and that you know it or we're telling you that there's no other power of any kind, of any variety. Be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever because the Lamb sits on the throne in the midst of it as well. And the four beasts said, Amen! And the four and twenty elders fell ah, down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. Are you going to live forever and ever? Have you chosen the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Uh, what, what about that? Okay, that's the end of chapter 5 of the book of uh, Revelation. And so we're going to stop now and read some letters. Uh, where's the first one from? From Peshenville, Haiti. Okay. Greetings, Pastor Tony Olamo. Brother Denard gave me some of your literature in French regarding your gospel ministry. The newsletters have really changed my life. I am now delivered unto the service of the gospel. May Jesus bless you, dear Pastor Tony Olamo, Luxama from Prolonger, Peshenville, Haiti. Oh, praise the Lord. Well, verse, uh, chapter 6 starts out, uh, and John says, I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals. Whoa! No one else could do it. You couldn't hear nothing. Buddha couldn't open the seal. Muhammad couldn't open anything because they're dead and their bones are in the grave. There is no bones in the grave where uh, Jesus was buried. I mean, he rose from the dead and he walked out of that tomb. Picture that. There was a great earthquake and he walked out of there the champion of all champions, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And he's uh, ascended into heaven. Oh, praise the Lord. All right, well, it's just about time. It's actually time for us to uh, be reconciled to God through the blood of Jesus because there's no other way that a person can get their sins forgiven. Forget about lighting candles, man. That's like sacrilege. That's blasphemy. Forget about praying to Mary. Mary is not deity. Uh, and, and any of the saints, they're not deity. We have become the fullness of God, but uh, we are not a God. We're his body. We're the body of Christ. And we have a body, a human body, and his body looks like uh, ours, but because of the fact that we enter into his body, we become channels here on earth to get uh, let him get his word out. Well, we happen to be saved forevermore. I could care less if I was, I want to just, if uh, the Lord just lets me be in heaven, that's all I care about. I don't care to be any big shot there. 
but the Lord has made me a big shot there. And um, the way that you get saved, the way that you become redeemed uh, for this, the whole Bible is about Jesus, about the tree of life. He is the tree of life. Now he wants you to eat from him, and he doesn't want you to eat any longer from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So say this prayer and become one with Christ, one with the Almighty. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. You are so powerful. Um, I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, Holy Father God, Holy Spirit, uh, that lives forever and ever. I want to live forever and ever, and therefore I know I have to have you in me to live forever and ever, and I have to keep your commandments. So therefore, Father God... Um, uh, Lord Jesus, wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me on the cross at Calvary. You won't turn me away. You will not turn me away. Because you said, everyone, all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I have, and therefore I know you've heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my eternal, everlasting soul. Now just uh, raise up your hands and praise and thank the Lord. And Sharon, tell our listening audience how they can receive a copy of this tape or CD number 761. Let us know whether a tape or CD, they're free. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370 or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Lord bless you and praise the Lord. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo again telling you uh, to tune in tomorrow for another exciting and um, an expose of how to have wonderful feelings about the Lord to be saved, to be born again, and to stay being born again one day at a time. Here I am now with our own orchestra and choir to sing for you. His name is Wonderful. His name is wonderful His name is wonderful His name is wonderful Jesus my Lord He is the mighty King Master of everything His name is wonderful Jesus my Lord 
great shepherd, the rock of all ages, almighty God is he. Bow down before him. Love and adore Him His name is wonderful Jesus, my Lord He's the great shepherd A rock Jesus, my 